0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Good morning and uh, welcome. We are live in the uh, palatial studios in downtown Decatur on a kind of a gray morning. Kind of got some weird weather. Had some rain overnight, some snow tomorrow, and then back into the high 50s next week. This is a weird February.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I like February better than January, though. I'll, I'll give February credit so far. So least. far, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: you know, everybody. Ev- I, I I just savor the good days. Everybody else is like, well, you know, the hammer's going to drop. Or we're going to pay for this. <laughs>
0: that's a, like a lot of the weather report. Just like to me, sunshine today, boy. Oh, look out tomorrow. Uh-huh. You know, like let us enjoy today.
1: Just know? take the day. That's all we're. That's, that's all any right. of us are promised, as they say. Uh, all right. Well, we've got a lot to get to here today. Um, I, I know that you and I have talked about preservation and, and things that, uh, you know, you should probably fight to, to save. Uh, uh, I was reading the, the, the Donette story in the Herald Review today about Nelson Park uh, Pavilion coming down. You know, it's been closed for what at least a year, just for safety reasons, because things were falling off the roof and those slate tiles were coming down. I mean, it could really hurt, could kill somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had asked uh, Clay at the time, you know, about usage, and I mean, it, it was an, an abysmally before they had to close it. Small amount of people that were using, you, you know, that pavilion as compared to like Fairview or go to some of the other parks. The cost to re- to repair it was two million dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes
1: no. you just have to make the tough decisions.
0: Well, I think, you know, I'm I'm probably a, a, a staunch preservationist, but I think I also deal with reality and moving ahead. And I think we all have memories. I have memories of a lot of things downtown that are now gone, and I cherish those memories, but things change. And I think in the particular case, we can have those memories, but by the same token, to spend two million dollars to preserve memories of a place, maybe you're not even going, and apparently you're not going to yeah. anymore. I I I was there, I think, uh, a few times when like uh, some politicians might hold a picnic there or something. Right. But I really never did spend a lot of time. I can't really say I have a lot of memories of that pavilion that are you know near to my heart. But uh, I'm sure some people do, and uh, you know they can cherish those memories. Yeah, I'm not. There's <laughs> not. I,
1: I get why they feel that way. I, I'm not knocking that at all. I, I just think that the the easy, lazy story is like, well, but they're putting money into the Devon Lakeshore Amphitheater, but not. Well, but that place is packed I, to the yeah. gills every
0: weekend. Yeah. Well, you can see results, and you you put money into that because you're getting money back.
1: And it's the next. Uh, you you, you yeah. know, uh, I. I, I you know what i remember about nelson pavilions how dark it was yeah. um you know not remember what time of day
0: yeah and uh, yeah it was a uh, you know you get under that and you look around you had a pretty good view uh, at least originally when, when i would go out there but uh, you're right, It uh, the sun really didn't shine. I guess a lot of that was because of the trees and everything else around yeah. it, that it was kind of a... I just remember place. the
1: last thing I did there was uh, hand out the awards for the Shoreline Classic, you know, they did, you know, and that's been several years ago. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it, it wasn't being used. It wasn't safe. The idea that you take $2 million out of local parks or wherever to... to Rescue a pavilion that that a handful of people are using. When you get elected, you have to make those tough decisions.
0: Well, that's right. And you spend that money, and and then you lose money as a result. You know, I I wouldn't expect maybe the bookings to dramatically increase. Not in this day and you age.
1: Nobody's paying $2 million in rent at a pavilion anytime soon.
0: Yeah, and I think we see things in Decatur, you know, There are a lot of things in Decatur that I miss, but I also see a lot that we have in Decatur that we didn't have. Okay, there's
1: your mix right there, right? I think you just hit the nail right on the head. That that it is, yes, you can be nostalgic. I remember things from my childhood. Nick and I spent five minutes on Pop-Tarts today. They were almost called fruit scones. I didn't know that. Uh, I haven't had a Pop-Tart in years, but I have fond memories of them. But you have to build for the future. Yeah, and if you can combine those two things, great. But if you're forced into a situation where it's one or the other, you got to go with the future.
0: Well, you do because uh, that's you know that's where we're going to be living. We're not going to be living in the past. We're not going to be living in that pavilion. We're going to be living in what's happening in the future. And I think we expect those who are board members of the of the park board uh... to make those decisions that uh... you know that benefit the park district and that say that was a wise investment that was money wisely spent because it's going to generate not only entertainment it's going to generate dollars as a result of that and when you you measure that with repairing something basically because of nostalgia
1: right and 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 one of the things even if you don't go to the devon which clearly a lot of people do the profits made there, because the thing was paid for by the Howard G. Buffett Foundation, subsidizes other programs that don't generate revenue.
0: Well, not only that, you're bringing people to town too that spend money elsewhere. Oh, they buy gas, they yeah. eat at restaurants, yeah. they yes. So the ripple effect of that is is far beyond the Devon itself, but it's like a magnet. And so when you have that type of ec- economic impact on a community, you look at that and say, yeah, that's what we need to build on.
1: All right. Speaking of history. I was reading yesterday online uh, about the uh, the birthplace of the Grand Army of the Republic. Yeah, what's what uh, what caused this story this week for you?
0: I don't know. Uh, uh, Dennis Jewell actually did the research on it and and wrote that story. But I, I think what touched me was that the Grand Army of the Republic, which had its uh, it was all the Union Army veterans, you know, when this was formed, uh, that. Uh, In, uh, I believe it was in 1866. And then they reached a point where there were 400,000 members. And it all started in a building a block away from where we're sitting now. And in fact, it was next door when I used to be in the WDZ studios over there (laughs) on South Park. It was like 10 feet away from me, right? Where the Grand Army of the Republic was formed. And I think that's something that's kind of fascinating, you know. Of all the places that something like this could start, and and the organization lasted till the last Union soldier passed away, I think it was in 1956, and then it was no more. But uh, Decatur, and we've mentioned this in the last couple of weeks, there's just a lot of history that's had national impact that's made— you know, usually next door to where we are now or a block away from where we are now. And you mentioned last week, and we talked about it, and I've always preached about Lincoln. He's a block away, Yeah. you know, and it's all around us. And I think... We talk about what we want to preserve, you know, those kinds of things. You know, I like the scrapbook in the, in the Tribune personally, obviously, uh, because it, it repeats those stories and preserves those memories in a positive way, saying, hey, remember this. You know, look at this site. There's a plaque on the building over there. People probably just walk by. It says the birthplace of the Grand Army of the Republic. It's about rust it out now you kind of have to look close to see it
1: right but i mean but that's the thing though the memories don't have to go away the history doesn't have to go away maine and maine doesn't look like it did when lincoln was there but we can still talk about and remember that lincoln was there
0: yeah that's right and, and i think uh, the communities that, that use that type of history wise uh you know are ones that benefit not only from remembering it but financially of building a market on that through tourism and, uh, and let's face it, you know, we have sites downtown that I just don't think have ever been marketed in, in the right way with Springfield so close and all the people from all over the world going to Springfield to see Abraham Lincoln. We're not that far away. You can see Lincoln's early life when he was an attorney. You know, you can see where the Grand Army of the Republic was formed. You can see where Lincoln was first nominated for president right here in downtown Decatur. Yeah, you know, we have all those links to history right here, and I just don't think we've emphasized those enough. All
1: right, uh, you—I got a kick out of reading your uh, your column today uh, about the competency test for candidates uh, and walking through a little history of this. Um, it, it, you know, it is amazing to me, and and I, I Reagan was so good uh, on a debate stage. I, I don't I don't know if there's been anybody better uh when they tried to make a big deal out of reagan's age and and he looked at mondale on the stage and he goes i'm not going to you know bring age into this i'm not going to bring my opponent's youth and, and inexperience <laughs> you know and everybody laughed and, and he could just disarm things but now nikki haley has gone out there there are other people i think kind of feel the same way i don't know if it's a set not just the 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 sort of what's on display between the two people it seems that we're gonna have to choose from you know in november should this be fair play
0: I don't, I don't know if age should be fair play. We know people that are older, particularly, you know, the older I get, the more ages seem younger than they used to. Uh, but uh, I, I think uh, the president of the United States is a leader of the free world. I think uh, the president has to make a strong showing. I think that's even physically. You, know, you can't, you know, trot around and wander around like you're lost. I yeah, think- but
1: you look at what they did to cover up Roosevelt's condition.
0: Yeah, I, think- I mean, it
1: was considered to be, you know, at that time, he wouldn't be a strong leader because of uh, his health condition. And I don't mean, like his mental acuity, yeah. I'm talking about his physical health. Yeah. You weren't going to see him in a wheelchair.
0: Well, and I think, you know, as you wrote in there, too, you know, when I was uh, studying Roosevelt and, and the fact when he passed away, he was only sixty-three years old. Yeah, I thought he was a much older person when I, you know, when I was when I was younger. I, I remember in John Kennedy, they kept talking about the young president. Yeah. Well, I was like a teenager, and they were talking about someone forty in their forties. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think the age moves up. It does, you know, and and the age for the president too has moved up in in, in recent years, and. Uh, you know, right now, regardless of who's elected, if if uh, if the two candidates, again, are Trump and Biden, you know, they're going to be the oldest president ever when they leave office. And they'll both be in their 80s. And, and, uh, and Biden is now. Yeah. And so. But
1: it was a big deal that Reagan was almost 70. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the thing, uh, you know, that was, you know, now Mondale didn't have much of a campaign. I mean, I think. I mean, when you saw that map the next day, it was like, were there two people in this race? But that was the main thing. I mean, that was the attack.
0: Yeah, it was. And and in all fairness, I didn't think Reagan looked that old. (laughs) It it
1: enacted for sure. it
0: didn't. And I I think uh, that's kind of the view that we have of of age is kind of as if Reagan was uh, was old and they're questioning his age in his 60s. You know, now you can kind of see why someone in their 80s is is being questioned. And in all fairness, uh, you know, uh, in the case particularly of Joe Biden, uh, he does not look strong physically. And, and, you know, sometimes he seems confused about, you know, where he is. And uh, some of that could be. It's the aging process, and there's a tremendous burden on someone in that position.
1: The office ages people. There's no it doubt about it. that. I mean, you can look at the before and after photos, and I don't care what age they go in; they look different coming out the other side.
0: They look much older. They yeah. do. And when you start, when at an old age, I mean, I think it's really going to have impact on you. And I, but I don't know if age is so much a factor as just as we talked about uh, mental competency. Can you handle the job in? Uh, and certainly in the case of Joe Biden, he has the experience. He's been there like forever, you know, but I, I don't know. You look at the, the age factor and how far are we going to go on this? You know, uh, and I, I think when people look at the candidates today, they kind of look at the, at all aspects of the candidates physically, are they able to endure and, and stro- and have a strong appeal? Yeah. I mean, uh, Visually, when you look at someone, it does create an impression. The The world is looking at our president. How strong a president do we have physically? And then also, you know, how sharp is he or she mentally? Yeah.
1: But so many of the rules have changed. I, I mean, we now know, uh, you know, George Santos aside, that you can just about do anything anymore and still get reelected.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we see that in a lot of cases. And as I mentioned in the column, some may feel... That everyone in Congress needs a mental, <laughs> a competency test. When you see some of the things that are happening, right. and those are young people. Well, they're not; they're,
1: they're young people compared to the presidential candidates. They're not young people compared to young people. Uh, in fact, if I if we did this story a couple of weeks ago, the you know the average age of uh, you know the United States Congress is way older than you think.
0: Oh yeah, it's older now. The average age is older now than any time in our history. Yeah and it keeps moving up and what do we have 49 members of congress that are that are above 75 or 80 yeah and And
1: there's only a small percentile that that are are you know 40 or under you know representing so a lot of people in the younger age categories feel like where is my representation and i think that's a fair question now you got to have younger people run right i mean and they got to win
0: well yeah and not only do we have the oldest congress you know we have the the smallest percentage of younger people as you've mentioned Being, being in Congress, representing maybe some of the younger views of people in the country. It'll so. be
1: interesting to see, but uh, we, we're we going to have – this is a long campaign. <laughs> I don't know. I, I uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how long Nikki Haley will stick around. Yeah. I don't know that she's got a chance outside of something happening that's not on the table right now. Uh, but will she be able to have the money and, and you know, the ability uh, to do anything to sort of throw up any roadblock to the electoral? Co- I, I mean, I don't know.
0: Well, a lot of it depends on if, if Trump is convicted. Well, yeah.
1: which one and where and when. And, yeah. you know, I, I I I know surveys are telling me that if he's convicted, there are people who would change their vote. I don't see that behavior actually happening. I know, I know the polls say I, I don't. I don't yeah. see anybody all of a sudden because a judge says something you're going to go ah you're right
0: yeah I don't do see, you <laughs> no no I don't see that and I I see people that uh, are out there that are pretty firm in their conviction that whatever happens to Donald Trump it's because of the witch hunt or the yeah. government and almost in many cases it strengthens their belief in that candidate I'm
1: with you I don't I, I that's the same thing I see I I don't see people going oh okay let me reconsider this
0: yeah. It's kind of strange, isn't it, how things have changed? It's like we talk about age, and we never used to talk, except for Reagan, who was much younger, yeah. about an age factor. And is, is, is it, are we getting to the point where those are the major issues, age, mental competency, <laughs> things like that?
1: It, it, it's a weird time we're in right now, Paul. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Uh, all right, let's take a, a quick break. We'll come back and wrap things up with the City Hall Insider, Paul Osborne. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team Forecast.
0: Today we've got some rain this morning as a possibility, then cloudy in mid-morning, then clear, high near 48. Then tonight, increasing clouds with a low of 29. For Friday, snow, high of 32. You might see 1 to 3 inches as a possibility. Saturday, sunny with a high of 30. The current temperature in downtown Decatur, 47 degrees. Your WSOI time is 7.20. The Mount Zion
1: Chamber of Commerce loves its member businesses and wants you to learn more about them by bringing you this month's member spotlight. 3Link Media. They are a creative agency designed to help your business gain the attention of your ideal customers through creative content and strategy. 3Link Media becomes your partner through every step of the process dedicated to seeing your business or organization reach its full potential. Let 3Link Media help take your brand to the next level. Contact them today at 3LinkMedia.com. Get ready to groove with Here Come the Mummies. Join the fun at the Decatur Indoor Sports Center on March 2nd for a legendary night of music and entertainment. This eight-piece band is sure to get you moving with their unforgettable performance. Don't miss out on this one-of-a-kind show. Get tickets now at DecaturIndoorSportsCenter.com. Here Come the Mummies, live at the Decatur Indoor Sports Center on March 2nd. Doors open at 6 p.m., show starts at 7
0: Hi, this is Dan Martini, letting you know about the first-class service you get with first Mid Insurance Group, providing Central Illinois insurance coverage for over 100 years. We specialize insurance for your business and represent A-rated insurance companies such as West Bend Insurance. We guarantee you superior service, building trust through expertise to help make your business secure. We assess your needs and offer you a variety of insurance products and services. Service, whether it is in response to an insurance claim or just a general question, is the most important value we can offer you. Call us today at 217-877-3344, FirstMidInsurance.com.
1: United Way Trivia Night is back again. This time courtesy of Design Air Heating and Air Conditioning. Join us Saturday, February 24th at the Hall at 520 for a full night of trivia plus 50-50 and heads and tails games to win some cash. Cost is $25 per person. Teams can be from one to eight players. And sign-ups begin at 530, trivia at six. United Way Trivia Night 2024. Saturday, February 24th, courtesy of Design Air, where owner Josh Maurer keeps you warm and cozy all winter long.
0: You're listening to Buyers & Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com.
1: Back here, our remaining minutes with the City Hall Insider, uh, publisher of the Decatur Tribune, former mayor of Decatur, twice elected by the uh, citizens here. Boy, that seems quaint, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't
1: a lot of mudslinging. I guess there was a little bit of mudslinging.
0: You know, it, it, we talk about my chief candidate after the, the primary. Uh, we got along great. Some of, some of the followers even you know, kind of gave me a rough time. But I remember my son uh, was overseas in Afghanistan. I remember before we went on uh, for an interview, Dave turned to me and he said, "We're praying for your son." Yeah. You know, I, I've really touched by that. Here we were opponents. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And that. I'm not sure that happens that much anymore. Usually people are too much. Uh, well,
1: the, the sad truth about politics, in my opinion, is the uglier it gets, uh, the more it's less likely that good people who have a good heart run, because why would they want to be in the middle of all that? So you get stuck with the people who enjoy all of that, the yeah, meanness.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, that's not uh, and I mentioned the column. I, I really appreciate those, those pass it on commercials on television, you know, like be humble and kind That sends such a tremendous, Message. And I always look at that and think, you know, I could be kinder. <laughs> it's just like, it's just it's, instead of, they're not preachy at all. And I think the, you know, the graphics and the video and everything else that goes with that. It's just so impressive that's that's the kind of message we need be humble and kind well
1: it's got to be received <laughs>
0: yeah
1: you know i mean you can put all the messaging out there you want but if people aren't receiving it
0: yeah, change the channel
1: <laughs> I, I i have really been you know and we've only got a minute and a half so it's not fair to but i i've been surprised at a lot of behavior from sort of church leaders and christian you know that are not acting christian at all and i think that's the point of a lot of those super bowl commercials right
0: yeah yeah well, speaking directly to
1: fellow Christians.
0: Well, and I think what, you know, as we are talking off the air, you know, Jesus taught, you know, to render his Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And I just see Caesar getting too much, too much play and maybe God, not enough.
1: All right, Paul, we appreciate it as always. uh, If people want to subscribe to the Tribune or send it as a gift, great for people like living in Arizona or Florida, maybe they want to once a week sort of uh, uh, take a look at what's going on in the community. How do they do that?
0: Yeah, they can uh, uh, either go online to KeterTribune.com. You can can order it from there through a credit card, or you can send a check for 50 bucks for a year. And we'll send it to you every week, wherever you are in the United States.
1: And unlike Amazon, he's not going to raise the price halfway through the year once you signed up for that 12 months. No,
0: you get it all. And and when you renew, it's the price for the next year. Yeah. So we don't raise your rate. But, uh, yeah, we do have a lot of people all over the country that – take the paper, they used to live here, and uh, and they enjoy their memories. Well, they're listening right
1: now. We can show you the heat map of uh, all <laughs> of our retirees in Florida and Arizona. Yeah. All right, Paul, have a great week. We'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.